AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Just chock full today. Once again, Trace Ballou, uh, Robert Brill earlier today. Uh, joining us right now, as promised, Michael Broadcorp, our, not only an expert in political commentary, but as well, uh, our football, our Vikings football correspondent, who kind enough to join us on Friday to talk about the Super Bowl, but now that we have a result, Patrick and I get to bow down to your greatness, sir. You did indeed call that game as the Chiefs did win over the Eagles. You know, it was it was nice. I mean, first of all, let's let me just start. Let's 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 be let's be a little magnanimous here. It was a great game to begin with. Okay, I mean, it yes. was a great game. It was a fun game to watch. It was it was action packed on both sides, as my wife would say. Uh, both teams, you know, had a fun time. Although there was one team that you know didn't win. It was a close game. Uh, it was back and forth. But it was it was a real squeaker, and, and the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs pulled it out there at the end. The the a lot of the talk has been on what was a holding call within the last two minutes, which basically gave the Chiefs a first down. Um, a, a lot of people immediately the anal- analyst uh, for Fox, who was just garbage, by the way, uh, he basically sat there and oh, that's ticky tack, that's nothing. But the guy that was the defender actually admitted, yeah, I held him. I was hoping they wouldn't call it. Um, I, I, I think that the NFL gets a little conflicted here because on one side, they, 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 I get it. They want to be tough guy football and, you know, just play it like it's a, you know, a, a junkyard and you're playing in a scrap heap and everyone gets injured and that's the case. But the reality is, is they, they know that people, especially moms, are like not really wanting to get their kids into a dangerous sport. So it's this hard place where for them. The reality is, is I looked at that penalty. It was a legit penalty. If the ball, especially with the ball thrown to them, they're going to call that every time. And, and I think that anyone arguing that they shouldn't have is, I think is misguided. Your thoughts on that, that play specifically. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you on, uh, you know, I agree with you on uh, the entire lead into the question. Uh, James Bradbury, the Eagles cornerback, he who was who was called for holding on the play, not only did the he he agreed that he held the player, so he agreed with the call. So I understand the frustration of the NFL that the 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 the, the ref the fans have with the referees in the NFL. I get that it's a fair, valid criticism. I think there could be a number of examples. Did we lose him? I think he might have faded out a little bit. I'll I'll say the same thing, kind of echoing those thoughts, that if you're okay with that being called in the second quarter, but you're not okay with that being called, you know, with 20, you know, two minutes left in the game, like I think you kind of miss the point of the rule book that, you know, a penalty is a penalty and they shouldn't just let, let stuff go. And I know a lot of people want that to happen, and I really wish that uh, they'd kind of, you know, wouldn't quite do that so yeah. much because, yeah, that, you know, why are you okay with this in the first quarter but not in the fourth quarter? All right, so let's see if we can pull Michael back up here uh, when you get the chance, okay? Um, no, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. It's just, it's 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 unfortunate. It was a relatively penalty-free game. Um, and, I you know, what you saw there is, okay, and I made this point yesterday on the game. This is, and just comparing it to the Vikings. If you're a Vikings fan, you, you, to get to the Super Bowl, you need to have a defense to get to the Super Bowl. But the, the the Super Bowl is basically decided 
with mobile quarterbacks and good offensive lines. And that is pretty consistent. But those two things are, if you've got the better offensive line, you've got a mobile quarterback, you're going to win that game. And when it looked like, um, you know, Mahomes might be injured, it looked like it was all for Philadelphia. But their offensive line for Kansas City is so good that they couldn't get to Mahomes. And so and a guy like that can pick you apart. I, I, I think that, you know, you, you, you know what it takes to get there. You're a good team. You get to the Super Bowl. You're a good team. And you know what's about to happen. It's two minutes later, and if you don't stop them some way, somehow, that that game is is over, and all you can do is sit and watch them run the clock down, that's why that hold happens. It still is a hold, and I think most of the people that are upset with that hold be, call being called are Philly fans. When the reality is, is you got to call that. So I mean, that's the way it is. We have Michael back. Yeah. So walk well, welcome Michael back in to continue his thoughts on that play. Sorry, we yes, lost you there for a second, Michael. It's a call you have to make. I think. If, I think. I think that if the refs don't make the call, I think the Chiefs fans are upset. I think the Philly fans are upset. I, I understand why they're upset, but you have to make the call to not to think that the referee is just going to let them play it out at the Super Bowl and and operate kind of outside the bounds of the rules rules of play, particularly when the players out there are saying that he was holding. I think it's pretty clear that. It was a holding, and the referee did the right job in making the call. The NFL also does seem to have a bit of a problem with what they want their image to be, and I kind of referred back to this at the beginning of this question. Um, in the fourth quarter, the running back for Kansas City, and I don't know any of these guys' names, the running back for Kansas City was crushed when he was hit by a Philadelphia Eagles player. Just absolutely there. And, of course, the first natural thing they do is, oh, what a tough guy hit. You could feel that all the way up here. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the instant replay shows what really happened. The defender hit the ball into the running back's chest right at the heart. And you're saying to yourself, sweet Lord, I hope that guy's okay. And I have never heard a 180 faster when he saw this, and especially after what happened earlier this season with the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. You know, that all of a sudden it wasn't any longer about tough guy hits as, well, I hope that running back's okay. And I'm like, okay, they want to so still be that 1970s guys coming off the field bleeding. You know, you hit these guys, knock them into next week, which was a concussion. We just called it knocking into next week or getting your bell rung. And that's what they want to be. The reality is, is these are millionaire players playing a sport which is insanely violent and as much as you should, you know, you, you want to applaud a hit like that, the reality is, is a hit like that, you got to stop and say to yourself, is everybody okay? And I think the NFL just doesn't quite know how to market itself right now in this changing mentality of these, these hyper-violent hits are no longer any good. I would agree with you. I think it comes down to the fan base. Just a, just a quick little side of story. Um, I did not play football growing up. My my mother was very wise, uh, well well in advance of, of where where society was, and and told my father that I got a choice between hockey or football. She would not let me play both. My dad picked hockey, so I did not play football growing up. Specifically, my mom was concerned about the 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 the, the trauma that the body takes in that. I was only allowed to play one of the one of the two most kind of the roughest sports. Fast forward. Uh, my, I have a son. Uh, he does not play football. It was never even a discussion item that he would, we would let him play football because I also think it's too violent of a sport. Um, I think that it's. I think that uh, the fan experience, again, looking at through the fans, I think that they want to see 
They want to see that kind of rough play. They want to see that rough housing. I think that is, I think it really dehumanizes uh, what the athletes are going through. And I like to see a clean game. I like to see a game where there's no stretchers, nobody's getting hurt. Um, but what, what gets the attention is that rough play, whether you're watching hockey, whether you're watching football, whether you're watching any type of contact sport, what seems to get the clicks and the attention is when the athlete is, is, is put, unfortunately, in a tough physical situation. And football is a very, very brutal sport. What I'm surprised about are the number of athletes who have played football who, who, who don't let their kids play it. Uh, because yeah. they understand just the, the, the sheer brutalness of the sport. Uh, it is a sport that I watch. Uh, I love football. But if there, is a, if there is a way that the NFL can continue to make that sport continually safe and still retain the entertainment value for the fan, I think that's the way that they go. I hope that they continue to use all the advancements in science and technology to make sure those players are safe. Because I want to watch a fun football game, but I guarantee you, I and a lot of other fans want to watch a state football game too. Yeah, exactly. We never even thought about our son playing football. Never once. And, and, and isn't and, that interesting? I mean, yeah. And we're both in the same position. I would have never, you know, hockey's maybe maybe a little bit different, uh, but just in terms of the, the just the continued repetition of that force on the body, it was something growing up that I just knew from a very early age I wasn't going to play football, um, and it's and it's and it's carried with me to this day into having my own kids. Uh, the oh, we'll talk about let's talk about the whole thing. Rihanna, I'll let you. What what was your thoughts on the? You find out the woman's pregnant in doing that performance. Wow. Uh, what was your thought on the Rihanna ha- halftime show? I thought it was fantastic. I think that um, I think that the last thing that your listeners want to hear is a white guy from the suburbs uh, <laughs> commenting on sports. Uh, a talented superstar megastar. I think she did a fantastic job. She's braver than I am for being up there on the heights. Uh, and the fact that she's with child oh, wow. is even more remarkable. Uh, hats off to her. Fantastic job. Uh, and then uh, the commercials, were there any ones that you saw that it really stood out? You said that was a pretty good one? I like the John Travolta one, the Grease one. I also uh, really like the Amazon one with the, the, the dogs and the crate. I didn't know where they were going with the crate. I was worried that they were going to ship the dog away or do something. Uh, but the fact that he got a, uh, got a little buddy to play with, I thought was fantastic. Um, but the, the, the experience was wonderful. I think that the, the, the commercials were, are always a great part of the show. It makes it a really an all-day event to watch. Uh, we, I'll tell you what. We will not talk politics again today. We won't, I'm not going to have you back for USFL football. I know they, I mentioned this earlier. They're trying to sell that yesterday big time about football's coming back in two months. No, I, I don't think either one of us really has the appetite to talk about the no. the Birmingham steamboats or whatever they're gonna be called. So we'll but when we but get I, ready for when we get ready for the Vikings to go back to training camp, I'm definitely gonna have you back because you are officially our Vikings correspondent now. That's fantastic. I live in Egan. I can be at training camp. I'm there to dedicate myself, ask questions, be part of the process. And I think my Super Bowl pick uh, earn me another another year at least. We'll see how good I do next season. All right, we'll do. I'm going to try to get you. The, well, we'll see if we can get you some media credentials. My guess is they're going to look at our station and say, uh, "No." But <laughs> I'll, I'll say, it's I am "Michael, a we'll ticket send, holder." Yeah, we'll, we'll send Michael over. He needs to have some access. Uh, we'll look forward to that. And then I'll tell you what. Let's try maybe next week. Have you back? We'll talk some politics if you have some time. Wonderful, wonderful, sir. I look forward to the opportunity as always. 
I do as well. Michael Broadcorp. Uh, I'll put out the link to michaelbroadcorp.com where you can find his fantastic political podcast as well as all of his writings on there and follow him on Twitter. He is very good there. M. Broadcorp. I'll link to all that a little bit later on. Michael, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you, sir, so much. Have a great day. Take care. Our Vikings and football correspondent, Michael Broadcorp. Now we're done officially talking about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the Puppy Bowl when we come back. They were cute little puppies. I love that. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.